Throughout history, free thinkers have outraged the religious with their wacky ideas about the virtues of free speech, reason, and of course, eating babies. Now, God is dying, and it's time to dispose of his remains. From the pits of hell, Satan sends two puppets of the imperialist West and the Zionist Jews against God, Islam, and tiny kittens to bring you their propaganda and conspire for a new world order. This is Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment with Ali Rizwi and Armin Navabi. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment. My name is Ali Rizwi, Radwi, Ali, yeah. And with me is Armin Navabi. Armin Navabi, how are you? How's it Bored going? with your long intro. Let's move on. Okay. I'm good. Armin Navabi was born in, uh, okay, we're going to start with, and yeah. also, also joining us, joining us is, uh, um, a very uh, respected member of the atheist YouTube community, you know, the elegant and the graceful Abdullah Samir Abdullah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank it's you. Good. It's good to have you again. And um, so we're, we're going to get into a lot of heated topics. Uh, first of all, Abdullah, you gave yourself that haircut yourself because of COVID, right? Yeah, I did. That. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's impressive. Wow, that's I, pretty impressive. How did you yeah. do that? Yeah, um, it wasn't actually that hard. You you need a pair of clippers and you need a mirror for the back. So I didn't do the back actually. I'm gonna need help from my wife on that. But but for the top part, it's, it was honestly not that hard. It's you just watch a couple of videos and you'll you'll get the hang of it. it I think it's scarier. The idea of doing it was terrifying. Mm -hmm. it, I was terrified of cutting my own hair, but it was okay. Like it it went fine. And the fact that most of us don't have to ever go out, it's kind of reassuring. Like no one's gonna see it. You know, so except, just, right now. except yeah. for people like us, unfortunately. No, no, here's the thing. Here's one another reason why I mentioned this is because for those of you who are hearing this and you can't wait to see what Abdullah's haircut looks like, <laughs> this is why you need to become a patron. Because what you're hearing <laughs> right now, right? Is, is just the audio. Yeah, but the, the video is for patrons only. Yeah. You're a patron, you can watch this entire conversation. You're missing out. You're missing right? out. And then when you're you hear noise like this, you know that that's not an explosion. Right, it's uh, it's just a can of diet So so yeah, so the become a patron, you can actually go to secularjihadist.com or patreon.com slash sjme. You know, become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. You can set your maximum limit, and uh, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and it's fun because you get to interact with everybody, you get to talk to the guests, you get to ask them questions and so on live as it happens, and you can watch all of the videos. Uh, and we've had some pretty amazing guests on uh, throughout the lifetime of this. Anyway, so now the topic at hand. Today we're going to solve a huge problem. And the problem is, what is a one true Islam? And we're going to, by the end of this episode, we will have that problem solved. We will have that question answered without any ambiguity because Abdullah Samir is here. He's going to help us do that. So here's the thing. Every devout practicing Muslim believes that the Islam they practice is the true faith. Yet there are countless versions of the religion practiced among its 1.7 billion adherents around the world. It's 1.7 billion Muslims around the world. Um, they all think that they're practicing the true Islam, but does the one true Islam exist? And if it does, who is really practicing it? And if we do identify somebody who's practicing it, does that mean everybody else is wrong? Also, you know, what does Muslim mean? 
Like we know that Islam is, you know, one that's codified in the Quran and there's some sort of uh, concrete uh, um, characteristics to it. But uh, Muslim is very different. Muslims are people. They're very diverse. They're very, uh, so there's a lot of variation among them. What is it? Is it strictly somebody who believes in Islam or simply some someone born to Muslim parents? Right, so Abdullah Samir, to introduce him, uh, he's been on two previous episodes. Uh, I really recommend that you watch the first one because that really uh, tells about, he'll tell you about his life story, which is um, uh, it's really, really interesting. Abdullah uh, preached Islam Wait, for 15 years. We had Abdullah before, and he talked about his life story. So Yeah, he did, we, but at we, that time, just doing a quick oh. uh, review of it. Uh, he preached Islam for 15 years, and he founded uh, popular Islamic websites like Light Upon Light before he gave it all up. In 2016, became an atheist in a coming out YouTube video that has like over a million views now. I can't remember how many there are now. Um, so anyway, he's a, he's a great person to talk to because he's been on both sides of the fence. Um, so Abdullah. Yes, so us. just uh, two small things. One, I actually, I actually left Islam in 2015, not 2016. But I didn't create the YouTube channel until 2016. So between 2015 and 2016, I was I was doing the blog. So I do have the blog as well, and that's what I studied. And then eventually, I decided that I need to come out on video as well. Mm -hmm. What was your What's your blog URL? Can you just say that? It's right just abdullahsamia.com. So okay. yeah, I put all I put most all of my write ups, my thoughts, and what was going through my mind, and what I think are the best arguments against Islam from my perspective, right on there. Okay. So that's uh, great. So now the question here is that uh, we had uh, we were doing a previous show and we were talking about if there is a true Islam, if there's one Islam or not. And uh, you were in the um, in the comment section and, and you said, no, there are many different kinds of Islam. And there's no one true Islam. So that triggered Armin right? <laughs> so now that he's so he was admitted and he, he went through a lot of uh, it was it was a little tough. For him, but now that he's recovered, uh, he's going to come back, and he's, I think, ready to have this discussion with you. Um, just a <laughs> okay. content warning, a trigger warning for people for PTSD and you know, all these other um, uh, psychological issues that millennials, by law, have to have nowadays. So here we go. Uh, so, is there I, one true thumb or not? I think uh, just to kind of um, to start off, we should talk about something I think that's kind of interesting that's happening right now in the Muslim Twitter or the Muslim world, which is um, Daniel Hakikaju, which you had him on your channel, oh, yeah. has created, created an article criticizing Yakin Institute. And oh, no. the shit has hit the fan. And the reason I'm bringing this up, I thought it was it was um, it was right. You know, it's it's relevant to what we're talking about, because from his perspective, Yakin is watering down cotton candying Islam. They're like making excuses and they're saying Aisha wasn't this age and uh, there's no such thing as slavery in Islam. So from his perspective, the true Islam perspective, these guys are like, you know, sacrificing the Islamic values for the sake of um, looking good and keeping people from leaving Islam. Mm -hmm. Or modernizing in a way. The yes. Sort of, okay. The Protestantization of it. Yeah. Just let me know when I could tackle. Okay. Go on. No, keep, no, no, no. Okay. So, can you actually can we actually get to the um, can't wait uh, eh? ad addressing the 
question of this episode. Abdullah, is there no, what do you Yeah, but I haven't finished with my intro yet. That's the thing. Oh my god. All right. I'm kidding, Armin. It's okay. Uh, Abdullah, okay, so no more stories, no more Twitter dramas. <laughs> let's get to the let's get to the part of the uh, show. What's the what's the situation? What what is your claim? So, what is what yeah. So I think I think obviously for Muslims, for believers, they're going to for the most part say there is a true Islam. Um, especially the the Islam that I grew up I in, so, for example, for Salafis, especially Sunnis in general. I mean, any sect, really, any sect that of any any Islamic sect that anyone is in, they will always say that my version of Islam is the best version of Islam. Uh, why is that? Because of so and so and so and so. But I, my perspective as an ex-believer is how could I say that, and, and this was my perspective when I left Islam, my perspective was Salafism is the most correct, authentic, like original, true, closest to Muhammad's, what Muhammad said and did. It, what he said and did, this is what Islam is. And Ismailism, for example, which is what I was born in, but I converted out of, that's just fake Islam. That's just nonsense. And that was my perspective. But now after studying it and thinking about it a little bit more, I can't really on on good faith say that one of them is actually more is actually more Islamic than the other. Like who, who is to say Ismailism is not better and or more authentic than Salafism? What, what do you think about that? I think the problem is with your definition of Islam makes it seem like all either one of these is Islam and the other ones aren't, okay? Mm -hmm. But if you consider all of them Islam, then there is one true Islam. And the one true Islam is not referring to the differences between all of these. The one true Islam is referring to what they all have in common, right? So, for example, if you say there's such a thing as mammals, you can't be like, no, there's no such thing as mammals. Look, we have horses, we have cats, we have dogs. I'm like, yeah but mammals is referring to what they all have in common mammal is not referring to what they all the differences between them mammals referring to what they all share right so you can't be like oh look at all these different islams there's no one true islam yeah because islam is only referring to the belief in allah has god muhammad as his prophet and the quran is the direct word of god and they all Share that. I'm see. I'm being very inclusive to Ahmadis as well. I'm. I, just, I didn't say Muhammad is his last prophet, right? I said Muhammad is his prophet. Okay, and the thing is that you could be like, well, I found this other fringe group that maybe doesn't fit your definition. The thing is that Islam has to mean something. Okay, yeah. if it doesn't mean anything, then it's not even a word. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It has no use. Okay. Yeah. It has no use. If if it and if it's supposed to mean something, then the definition some people could have different definitions but what's the most useful definition right so you could come up with different definitions but the most useful definition would be something that they all share and mm -hmm. once you come up with a new definition because we need a definition for islam or else communication is going to become very complicated and you know we don't so, how can we how okay. can we talk about something if we don't even have a definition for but, it right but what's common to all of them would be a subset of islam so for example like there's a lot more than just what is common to Islam because if you're saying the true Islam is what is common to all of them then no Islamic group is Islamic because they all contain a lot of other things on top of what is 
Islam. And by definition, if you're saying Islam is what is common to all of them, you could also say all of them are Islam because they all have these yeah, they, things in common. That's, right? what that's what I'm saying. All of them are Islam. So then there is no true Islam because all of these various interpretations no, are all true. Islam. Okay, but, but, it, okay, but you have to understand. So where's the true thing? coming from? Why is the one of these coming... Islams more true than the okay. other one? I didn't say that the, the Islam, the, the definition of the word that I'm using as Islam is not referring, it's not even covering those areas. It's, it's kind of like being say like, oh, look, some, some Muslims like uh, cats, but other ones, the other ones prefer dogs. So there is no one true Islam. Well, my definition of Islam doesn't cover, it doesn't cover that area. It's only, there is a one true Islam because the definition of Islam is covering only the three things that I mentioned to you, okay? So, there, like, you can't say, like, there is no one true mammal because cats yeah, and dogs are different. Well, is, but the, the word mammal is not referring, there is, the, mammal is not even covering that huh. area. It's not even covering that. If you say, if, if, you know, it's not covering the differences between cats and dogs. It's, it's talking mm -hmm. about the, the similarities between them, right? So, so yeah, so is, is Ahmadiyya true Islam? Yeah, they are all, all part of Islam. They're all true Islam. If, they're all true the, Islam? So there's no true Islam then? They're all true Islam. They're all true Islam, yeah. Because so the no, definition of Islam is okay, referring so, to... So what I was trying to counter... My, what? Okay, so when, we, when you had that previous conversation, which was in AMA, you said Islam is inherently political and you cannot separate politics mm. from Islam. I right. said no in the comments and I said, I disagree. Islam can be apolitical. And I gave some examples. I said to many Muslims, Islam is Muslim. a private practice of the religion. And you jumped on that and said, no, 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 no. That cannot be the case. Islam is political by definition. Yeah, but and I give you an Islam is not just one thing. Islam is not one. Did you thing. see what you just did? You well, Islam did is one do? thing. Islam is one thing because no. it's refer. In, if you focus on the things that it's supposed to define, okay. Okay. Again, right? If you cannot, you cannot be like, oh, there is such a thing as men. I could be like, no, there is no such a thing as men because some men are short and some men are tall. Like, what the hell? Are, what does like? That's, oh. Yeah, that's not the area of that is covering. But here's the thing, the reason, you, did you just see what you did? Like you said, I said Islam is inherently political and you said some Muslims are not political. So yeah. you just switched from Islam to Muslims, okay? Okay, and the so reason first, I so did let's, that. Let's, focus, let's yeah. focus on Islam first, okay? No, but here, the this reason, is, this is, this is important, there's a reason why I did that because to me, but the, let me, religion, let me, let me, the religion is the, the expression of Muslims interaction with the holy books. So when a Muslim is doing the things that they do, that mm -hmm. is Islam. Now, it doesn't mean, of course, there will be some Islam thing. that are more fringe. Yeah. There will be some that are more mainstream. So obviously, the majority are Sunni Muslims, and the minority would be like Alevis and whatever, and Smileys are also a minority. But for all of them, their interaction, their, their Islam is how they how they they bring bring it to life. Islam is not what is on the shelf. It is not the Quran and the Sunnah. It is the 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 way that the scholars have interpreted it and the way that the masses have have believed in it, practiced it, and and made it in into the real world. Okay, okay, but, I, but, I, no, hold I, on. I, I disagree you with you there, huh? Okay, but he said I wasn't. I didn't finish my uh, finish my point. political before. Now he said Islam and Muslim. He, okay, I so actually agreed with Abdullah until now. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Armin. 
But yeah, I disagree with them. Let me just say two on. things very fast because you guys didn't really finish. First of all, the reason why it's political inherently is because whatever because in my definition, I said what Islam is the belief, not the people, the belief in Allah has God, Muhammad as his prophet, and the Quran as the direct word of God. Right? You're a Muslim if you believe that, even if you have never read the Quran, and even if you have no freaking clue what's in the Quran, okay. So you're still a Muslim. And if, even if you don't practice it, even if you don't do anything that makes you look like a Muslim, if you believe that, you're a Muslim, okay? The thing is that even if you don't practice it as a Muslim and you don't know what's in the Quran, the Quran itself contains inf commandments that makes it political, right? So as long as the Quran has anything to do with Islam, Islam is political, right? If you can, if you can separate Quran from Islam, then you have dealing with something else. I don't know what, if you want to name that, okay, hold on. But you could name that Islam as well, Yeah. but that, then you're just confusing everybody because you have dealing with a completely new monster and you're just naming it something, you're, naming it, you're using the same word that we use to refer to com something completely different. And you're like, oh, this is Islam too. Okay, but like, well, you're, just, you're okay. creating a little confusing. But with regards to this whole thing that you said, whatever Muslims do and whatever they express, that's Islam. That's also a very useless definition of islam because it's very circular right because you're like oh whatever muslims do that's islam okay then who are the muslims muslims are people that practice islam okay then what's islam islam is what muslims practice okay what with what's muslim well muslims are people who follow islam like you can't come up with a circular definition you have to start at some point you have to either start with islam or start with muslims it's easier to start with islam because you have a certain set of beliefs it's a more useful definition to come up with what the beliefs are and then identify who are Muslims based on who believes in those things rather than the other way around. Like first you define who's Muslim. Well, if you do that, then how are you going to, how are you going to, what category are you going to put? Got it. How are you going to define, how, okay. how are you going to decide who's in and who's not? Before, okay. you, can't do, you can't do that using Islam. Anyway, go ahead. Abdullah, go and then it's my turn. No, no, Ali, you go first. Go ahead. No, I wanted to, um, so, so I actually think that Oh man. Okay. So the, the last part of it, I kind of agree with Armin there. Okay. So I think that there's a, if you're talking about Islam and you're talking about what everybody has in common, the one thing that all sects of Islam have in common is uh, belief in Allah, belief in Muhammad as a, as a prophet, um, whatever the order is and belief in the Quran as a word of God. Right. So if the word, there's two ways you can define it. Are you defining Islam as what's codified the beliefs and the ideology that are codified in the Holy book? Hmm. Or are you defining Islam by the actions of its adherents. Um, to me, the definition of Islam, right, is, is what's codified in the holy book. Um, and what the actions of Muslims and whatever they do is different. So for instance, you know, you, you have religious Jews, okay, who, who will eat pork. And so loads of Jews eat pork. Actually, a lot of them do. I think probably most of them do. Um, and they, I think, like it more than other people like, but anyway, that's a different thing. But so lots of Jewish people eat pork. Does that mean Judaism is okay with pork? No, it's not because Jews, the way that they act is very different from what Judaism actually is. And Judaism has a definition. So Islam also has a definition and some definition is what's codified in the Quran. Now, no. if, I, if I broaden, if I, what I would do is I'd back off a little bit where I disagree with Armin a little bit is I'd open up the definition um, of uh, who, when we talk about who is a Muslim, I would say uh, I'd kind of take away the idea of the Quran being the the word of God. How literally. is that Islam? I well, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, 
I think it's moving in that direction. I think it's moving in that direction. But it hasn't. Okay, so here's the thing. You could be like, the word door means. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let Abdullah Abdullah go first. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, okay. So I think the problem with doing that is, is this definition of islam based on the quran it's it's much more complicated than that because this the the creeds of islam right they they came about in the hundreds of, of years after the quran was was put into a book so for example like even how you interpret you know allah's hands what is allah's hands what is allah's throne um you know there was differences of opinion right for example the the Asharis would say that Allah's hands means his power and his dominion. Whereas Salafis would say that Allah has actual hands. So even the Quran itself, you're talking even when it comes to the beliefs of Muslims, there's it's not even it's not even the way that you interpret the words, even that is not agreed upon, right? And and this these things have changed over time, right? So it's gone through a process when the when the Muslim when Muslims interacted with Greek philosophers, that's when the Mutaliza, the Ashari, all of these different ways of interpreting what a what what does what is Allah, what is Allah's relationship to us, and that that's just the Akida. When we talk about the actual fiqh, when it comes to fiqh, there's huge differences in 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 the Quran itself how it's taken. Right? Uh, I'll give you an example. I thought this was. This was on point. This this is from Jonathan Brown's book, and Jonathan Brown is uh, want, wanted to show how the variety and, and how differently two different Sunnis can interpret the Quran. Right, just the Quran, just the Quran alone. And Shafi and I'm quoting from the book. Shafi and his followers also innovated a new interpretive method for deriving rules from Scripture, known as negatively implied meaning. Mafum al mukallafa it held that if the Quran or Hadith made a positive statement about a thing, then the negative held true for all else. For example, the Quran encourages those agreeing on a loan to set down the agreement in writing and to take two witnesses from among your men, or if there's not two men, then one man and two women. Okay? Now, Listen to this. Because the Quran specifies women as possible witnesses in the case of financial matters, Shafi concluded that these were the only cases in which women could serve as witnesses in court. Okay? Based mm-hmm. on this rule of negatively implied meaning. Abu Hanifa, on the other hand, did not accept negatively implied meaning. He allowed female witnesses in all areas of laws except for some cases of capital or severe corporal punishment. So there is such a big difference in how the scholars interpreted with like interacted with the quran and this is just this is fake with akira you have the mutaliza would who, who decided that reason alone could determine you know reason came before the before the quran and the sunnah so what happened is they would they would throw out any hadith for example allah coming down from the lowest heaven they're like this makes no sense we're just going to throw it out and and the the caliph some of the caliphs for example caliph i think abdul mamun Mm-hmm. was a mutaliza so the islamic empire was officially mutaliza so this even within sunni islam we have like so much differences right you know what i'm saying and you mean mutazila right mutazila yeah mutazila yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so i can i can i is, is yeah, you can I, I, I wanted to ask i wanted to ask Amin, where is the politics in the quran 
Where did you say that the, the Quran what is... What the hell are you talking about? You've read the Quran. I'm asking you to, to explain. Okay. Go ahead. Let's have this okay. conversation. No, no. For, for, let's focus on... Uh, okay, let me just... You said it's inherently political, and I'm disagreeing. I'm saying it's not inherently political. It's it's potentially political based on how you interpret the Quran. Now, I, I forgot right. to make this disclaimer. I wanted to make a disclaimer right at the beginning of the video. I totally forgot. I'm going to sound like an Islamic apologist right now. So keep in mind, I'm not doing taqiyya. I'm not Muslim. I don't <laughs> yeah. believe in Islam. I'm doing this from a perspective Wait. of a disbeliever. I, I just like want to be clear. Devil's oh advocate versus devil's advocate. I love this. Yeah. The the, before I shut you both down, let me just uh, make it clear to the uh, our audience why yeah. you guys are both interested in the, a more flexible definition of Islam. Is because you guys are... Hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, I haven't, I haven't said I, my view on this it's yet. It's my turn, okay? I, okay, let me just... Yeah, no, but you're misrepresenting me. Okay, some people might want the definition of Islam to be more flexible because they're trying to leave room for some people to remain Muslim and yet be, like, not believe in such something as horrific and horrible and barbaric and violent and disgusting and vile as Islam. Okay, no. but good luck with that. But hold on, like, so maybe not you guys, but that's what the, what the main, uh, what I think is the main motivation is, right? But really quickly, go. I'm going to go through these things um, because I don't know when it's going to be my turn again. So moving in that, Ali said, is we're moving in that direction to have a definition of Islam for for it to not be associated with the Quran, which is such a bizarre claim in my experience. Not, First not of associated, all, not, not associated. You interrupted me at the end of that, so I'm going to interrupt right. you directly. I said there is a demotion happening, and I think we're going to see it happen from divine yes. literal word to divinely right. inspired word. Like as long as as like long okay, as long as long as Islam is connected to the Quran, it's problematic. Okay, and if the Quran, if you want to create create an, a Quran less Islam, you're dealing with a different monster. Okay, the thing is that we, if you want to call that new new monster something Islam. Then I have to come up with a new name for whatever I'm dealing with right now. Like it's very, it's very, it's kind of like trying to cure cancer. Like, oh my God, we have cancer. We have to deal with like, how do we cure cancer? Like I have a solution. Let's redefine cancer to be a less harmful disease. And, or at some point, maybe if we move in this direction, cancer could just mean rainbows and butterfly. Like, okay, now you just re redefine cancer, but we still have cancer to deal with. I don't know what the new name for that is, but whatever cancer used to be is still here. Okay, so you're just confusing I, people by redefining things. So yeah, that's, I, don't, that's, I don't think Islam is cancer, but even if you were to use that analogy, there's multiple types of cancer. I agree. Right? There's one type of cancer, so right. it's an umbrella term. Right? Yes, exactly. Uh, but stage four testicular cancer can be cured, even if it's stage four. Testicular no, cancer same. might be more like Janus, oh, though. Lung cancer. You guys are missing the point, and you know you're not letting me finish my. Yes, exactly. We have multiple different kinds of cancer, um, but the, the definition of cancer is referring to one true thing. There are some things like AIDS is not cancer, and cancer is all forms of cancer are cancer. So we know that cancer is referring to something specific. So that's why AIDS is outside of it. And brain cancer in, is inside of it, so you know it's referring to something true and specific. Okay. okay? No, we but no, not, I have to. I have to move on to the other thing. He's saying, um, 
Wait, the belief of Muslims in the Quran. Right, so you, Abdullah is saying, well, even, okay, so the definition I gave you, which is the most useful definition, and it's, I think most Muslims would even agree with this, and it's very inclusive. It's very, very, it's very, it's a big umbrella term that covers as many people as possible. Um, you know, so belief in Allah and belief in Muhammad as his prophet and the Quran as the direct word of God. The, the When I say that, you're like, oh, but the Quran could be interpreted in so many different ways. Yeah, that's why I didn't say the belief in the Quran and this specific interpretation, okay? The definition of Islam was like it was very inclusive. I said the definition, whatever you think the Quran says, yeah, or but even if you... Or, hold on, hold on, let me, let me finish. Even, not only if you have multiple interpretation, even if you have no interpretation, even if you don't know what's... If, if you go out and claim, I think the Quran is the word of God. I'm like, okay, what's in the Quran? And you're like, I have zero clue. I have no idea. I have, how, how do you interpret it? I don't, I can't even start interpreting it because I have never read the goddamn thing. Okay. I'm even including that as a different, uh, that belief as an Islam. And you're like, oh, there's multiple uh, interpretations. Yeah. But I'm saying that the, as long as you believe in the Quran as the direct word of God, you're Muslim. And that's, th that belief system is Islam. So you're saying, like, okay, so how could it be inherently political? Okay. So, that that's what I'm saying is that the most literal interpretation of the Quran gives you some really hor horrible um, conclusions. It's violent, it's barbaric, it's political. We could disagree on that. We'll get to that later. But because that's the most literal definition, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that literal definition that is the that's the only thing that defines Islam. Okay, but because the court but Quran leads, Quran is tied mostly to, to those political interpretations okay. because that's the easiest interpretation to get to it. I'm not saying that that interpretation is the only definition, uh, is the only um, true Islam, okay? But it is, Islam is tied very di directly to those interpretations is because it's the easiest interpretations to get out of it. So it's linked to, a, to part of the Islam's definition is a book, right? That if you actually take it seriously, will make it political, right? So it is in her, it, it contains a book in the definition. It contains a book that is absolutely political. Even if even if Muslims do not believe in that interpretation, even if Islam by definition doesn't mean that you have to believe in that interpretation, the book does contain uh, violent, barbaric, and um, you know, polit political interpretation. Does that make sense? Does that make yeah. sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. we get it. Samir, uh, go, and then then it's my turn. Where? Okay, okay. So, if you look at history, if we look at Muslims. Where in the Quran is the caliphate, the rules for having an Islamic state, anything like that? Is that even in the Quran? Is that what? how is that how is that part of the Quran? You're saying this, the Quran is political. The Quran's political. Right. Where right. is you can only project political Quranists like, yeah. are not political Quranists are not political at all and if you it look is. at for example Hamza Yusuf and the Sufi movement in general they have made very wide sweeping statements for example Abdullah bin Bayah the Sheikh of Hamza Yusuf has said we don't want a caliphate back we don't want Hadood laws to come back we don't want apostasy laws to come back we don't we're not going to what they say what the Quran says but that's what it's not in the Quran that it, where okay the rules for okay I'll give you an example let me give you a more direct example this is an example they use a lot too the rules for chopping off the hand 
What's the minimum that has to be stolen? What are the conditions? Where are those? They're not in the Quran. And when Omar, Omar meaning the caliph, the third caliph, when he actually suspended the rule of chopping off the hands because of the famine, he did that because of the bigger implications and the interpretation How does that make of the it not law. political? But Can that, I answer that? Yeah, go ahead. Ali. All right, so you're referring to a lot of it, stuff that is in the Hadith, for example, yep. that is not in the Quran, okay? Yep. Yep. But the Quran does, even though I agree like 90% or 99% of the rules in Islam come from the Hadith and not from the Quran, mm -hmm. the, the Quran does make it clear that you, okay, Maybe not but clear, but make those rules have to be applied yeah. today, right? Yeah. Like there's there's rules in Islam that are time yeah. bound, yeah. context bound. For example, even in the Hadith, there are rules oh, that I didn't even say anything. I'm I'm just saying in general, like in general, yeah, the rules in the Quran. You have to be interpreting the Quran, and and you have to say that these rules are for all times because the Quran itself doesn't say. For example, the conditions or the the universality of these rules, whether they're applied in that specific time. When the Quran says that you, this is the inheritance for men and this is the, not inheritance for women. When the mm -hmm. Quran says that women's testimony is half of men. This is not hadith. This is the Quran, yeah, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, when the Quran says, like, gives you rules about, you know, zina and, like, how to, you know, I know there's there there may, well, well, I had another example just from top of, when the Quran says that you have to take the unbelievers' land and blah 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 and this is how you know uh, you have to wage war against them. You could like there's many ways that you could say like okay I could come up with interpretations that this is for a specific time and a specific place, but but even if you say it's not specific time and place, you're still interpreting it. Either way, you're interpreting it whatever, and it's going to be a human whatever. effort. By by the most. All of these rules that people, all of the laws, okay, so the Hadith has more laws and rules than the Quran. Fine. The Quran does have rules and laws that you have to execute, that you have to uh, maintain. It does. Even though it's much less than the Hadith, it does. Uh, and I don't know how you define a government, but if you have an execute, like if you have an army that's supposed to wage war, if you have a, a, a governing authority that's supposed to maintain specific rules, you have a government. I don't know how you, if you have, if you're collecting, if you tell people like this, this money goes to the prophet or whatever, whoever the authority is, you have a tax system. Maybe you don't want to call it tax. You have government. Okay. Like whatever. So you could come up with gymnastic arguments for why these are not, this is not a government or this is for specific. This is, this is my interpretation, but the Quran, the most direct literal interpretation of whatever the Quran says requires an army requires a government, requires an ex, uh, an enforcement method. Quran, where does is, Quran require a money how, in the government? Where does it say that? The Quran. How are you going to maintain <laughs> so specific right. rules in society? You're just going to... I, uh, yeah. I, I think, okay, so there's two things I have to say. First of all, about the interpretation thing. And that, Abdullah, I agree with you. The reason that I do think that there's different versions of Islam, I don't, I'm not as liberal with it. I'm not into the whole mammals thing. I think that it's more strict than that. I'm a little bit more narrow when it comes to it is that I do think, I actually do think that if the Quran is the word of God, if the Quran doesn't exist, there's no Islam. If the Quran exists, that's why you have Islam. So now when you have Quran, there's many things in the Quran that are completely cryptic and don't mean anything that we know. Alif, Lam, Mim, right? What does that mean? Nobody knows what that means. Then there are other things that are very vague and sort of like Deepak Chopra-ish. Okay, so there's that stuff. 
And that's open to interpretation. And, you know, people can take that as they want. And that's where a lot of your sectarian comes in, sectarianism comes in. Then there is stuff in there that's very concrete and real, right? And that's, that's actually very direct. So the way that people explain those things away is through, you know, by bringing in Nasr, by, you know, abrogation and um, with the, looking at the saying the historical context doesn't apply anymore, like, but like the Emmadis do and so on. So different. So I agree there are different ways to interpret them. And interpret it. Many of them are legitimate, and some of them are not as uh, as legitimate. Okay, so that so that allows for why there is a diversity of different interpretations of what Islam is. But when it comes to the political thing, Armin is right. Like he's absolutely look. Here's the definition of political, right? And you look at what's you're using reward punishment. You have terms of law and order. You have terms of tribal identification. Or, or you know, which can be nationalism, which can be anything. Um, you have uh, territorial claims, like in, in Judaism, you have territorial claims. In Islam, not so much, not so concretely. So you're right about that. It doesn't say anything about government or anything like that. But well, the moment you have heaven and hell, and you're using those two um, incentives to direct or to manipulate people into behaving a certain way, right? And you're using fear to do that, fear of retribution from an authority figure that is political off the bat that is what politics is okay so even at the very you don't even have to go into armies you don't have to go into governments or statesmanship or anything even though like armin said the quran does have a lot of terms of law and order in it but um even if you go with just the idea of hell day of judgment kayama um you know god is going to see whether you did the right thing or not you know, there's going to be a punishment for this. There's going to be less of a punishment for this. There's going to be no punishment for this. There'll be a reward for this. The moment you get into that and you are getting people to behave a certain way, to put their own internal, uh, you know, what they want to do aside, their own will aside, and get them to act according to how they want the masses to act, you are, that's, that's by definition what politics is. So... so and, and uh, by the way, I, I actually do. And I know you're saying that you're trying to act like an apologist. I, I, I do agree with you on a lot of that. Like I, did, I do think there are many different kinds of Islam based on the interpretation. So I think Armin is also agreeing to that. But, but like with the yeah, political thing, I think like any religious book that tries to influence behavior, I don't, I don't call that politics. You call that politics? I mean, that's just like what I consider private. So when I'm talking not, about not religion, religion, you the same standards. There's many different ways to look at the word politics. What makes you that? Is there one true? Okay, wait. Is there one true? Let Abdullah finish his point. What I mean by politics here is what I'm to differentiate between Islamism and um, you know, like private practice of Islam, like like people not being involved in any sort of like theocracy, basically, right? That's what I'm talking well, about. And and by the way, there's some history. That I have some evidence from history as well. But I mean, you want to say something? No, no, no. no I I just, go on. I just want to. No, no. I just want to. He's going to move to history. He just made his point. Well, I just want to use your. I just want to use your own strategy against you. What There's no true. There's no yeah. true politics. What makes your definition of politics better than my definition of politics? There's many different ways people I don't, could define. Yeah. There's what I see as politics is just as true as what you consider politics. And based on what I see, what I define as what is political, um, Islam is completely political. But I, 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 that's not an issue to me. Whatever, you, whatever you want to call it, I'm just saying we need to come to a common understanding of exactly. that. Discuss exactly. Discuss it. Exactly. No, but I, I, in this case, it's. I think it's clear what what I mean is not 
like if you're going to say fasting is politics and praying five oh. times a day is politics that's not what i mean no that's not that's not what that's i mean that's not either. what we mean that's yeah. not what i mean what i mean you said. you said heaven and hell and praying five yeah. like anything that influences human behavior is politics that's no, not no, no, praying that's not what I'm look there are people in the us right who have uh, you know they don't they don't care they they're sitting here it's a free country they're praying five times a day they're not necessarily doing it because they're going to go to hell if they don't they're even doing the sunnas and they're doing the the tarawih the stuff that's not even needed but they're doing the extra stuff because they want to get extra reward or because it makes them feel good that's a personal thing so i believe that i know many muslims who actually just are secular muslims they do they practice it in private they ignore all the political aspects of the quran they don't even care about heaven and hell they have doubts about heaven and hell but when you have things like the we're not just talking about a self help book okay which is questionable you can say well you know this guy wrote it john i think the guy who wrote it he's wrong about this he's wrong about this we're talking about a concept like infallibility your know, divine word um it has to be true if you are going to reinterpret it you can try to reinterpret it but there are limitations to that um the apocalypse angels writing down what you're saying and then a horrific eternal punishment if you do the wrong thing and a, a, a heavenly reward if you do the right thing and getting people to really believe it um that uh, non-believers tribal identification you have the believers yael momenina yeah i can't pronounce it very well but all of those things oh oh you who believe right that rep appears repeatedly throughout the quran and right? talking about the believers don't take jews and christians for your friends even if it's in a certain historical context right all of those things they encourage tribalism the idea that this is a timeless book for all time and it has things that are only supposedly apply to certain contexts the problem is all these people who are interpreting it all of these people who are interpreting it that, that you're talking about that you're quoting they're all human beings they're looking at it they're interpreting it so when you when you're getting your understanding of islam from the scholar yeah. you're getting your understanding from human beings of course right? so so what you have is you have basically a god who is so you know if he's got the literal word and they're saying okay listen forget about the little literal word of god don't read that because you're not going to understand it god is not as articulate as this book that i wrote read this and then you'll understand because i really explained it well i explained god's word to you in a way that you can understand because you're not going to understand it if he explains it because he's so out of touch with you he can't say his stuff clearly right so this is all of the stuff this interpretive gymnastics uh, uh, the that scholars interpreting this stuff for people right, is also you know a, a political it's all part of a political system right it is inherently all of the abrahamic religions actually all three of them are inherently political even all of the other religions hinduism all of these things are political too in hinduism the banu samrati right that book that one book that has uh, more of the political side of it the other things are sort of more spiritual and self learning self improvement that kind of thing but there's no I, i i don't think that there's it's a very unconvincing argument very unconvincing if you have actually sat down and read uh the quran which says six times in it that this is a fully detailed book it's completely clear there's no doubt about it this is all you need you know you have a quran that actually says that about itself six times and you're reading it and apparently you need a whole bunch of other things to to understand it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense so I, yeah. I a lot of what you said I don't I don't disagree with but I I think we still have to come back to the fact that the Quran by itself is not even if it says it's enough and whatever the scholars over the years clearly had to codify you know the the creed the the systems of fiqh and and even when it comes to I I think this is an interesting point that's worth discussing 
when we see modern modern states such as for example pakistan and uh for example saudi arabia and this these islamic states or states that they're trying to be to have islamic law um i wanted to quote from an article called how to create an islamic government not an islamic state by asifa qureshi landis associate professor of law at university of wisconsin she says states like pakistan and iran are not following an established model for islamic government they're following a colonial european model with a few muslim add-ons the european nation state is based on the idea of legal monism where all law comes from the state but pre-colonial muslim legal system were based on legal pluralism so what 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 she's saying is there's two different things and i was discussing with my with my friend khalil and danny was also studying islam at harvard mm-hmm. teaching islam at harvard there's two there's two things in islamic law or in the government governmental law of islamic well islamic empires there's siyasa which is the kind of global you know laws that are made for the well-being of society that could have like let's say taxes or whatever and then there's the fiqh and the fiqh is articulated by religious scholars so you have the local fiqh the ulama that people would go to for divorces for any sort of legal rulings right and but abdullah you you made that point already that there's many different like you're just repeating what you, the well, point what i'm what i'm before. saying now is there's, what i'm saying yeah they did Yeah. That doesn't negate what I'm saying. I'm not okay? saying this different. I, I'm not saying I'm making a different point. I make a different point that that the politics is not necessarily something that's part of the state, and it never was until recently. With recent oh, Islamic oh. movements, for example, um, you know, for example, the Islamic right? Muslim, Muslim, Muslim. You keep you keep, you keep wait, referring Armin, to what Armin, Muslim. Armin, Muslim. No, no, because you're doing the same thing. Armin, Armin, wait, wait, wait. No, but you keep referring to the fact that is the you know. Islam is becoming political in very new ways that it wasn't political before. That is before. the point I'm making that it's I different. agree with you on yeah. that but it was political in diff- in in different ways at other times. Mm-hmm. And even if it was not political in any in, in his like bringing up history in which is good but the thing is that you talk when you bring up history you're talking about Muslims. Okay? I'm talking about Islams. You keep talking about Muslims. Even even if not a single muslim in history ever made islam political in any way what the quran says is political okay Only, even like let's yeah. say like oh it's a modern invention first of all it's mm-hmm. not there's other ways that islam was political in history maybe the new ways that islam is political is very closer to to yeah i agree with european inventions of you know parliaments and all that stuff uh, voting and all that stuff so it's a new ways of islam being political completely different but historically it was political in different ways but even if it was never political the quran is political it just means muslims didn't follow the quran okay that's one thing okay Uh, but again all of these differences doesn't really negate the fact that there is one true islam because if by your standard of not having one true islam okay if that's if that's if the fact that you have one true islam and then branches come out of it in different there's subcategories of islam okay but the top category that all these subcategories exist under is a true definition of what islam is but if you if, if we go by your standard just because something branches out of the main category therefore there is no one true islam even if we only had salafi islam even if we only had salafi islam okay. i'm pretty sure no two salafis would agree with everything on each other right so you could be like well there's no true salafi islam okay you, there's no true salafi islam because not every two salafis agree with each other right 
But it, the, again, this, there is one true Salafi Islam because whatever defines Salafi Islam, there's, it refers to specific things that makes them all Salafi. You know what I mean? There's, it, it, there will be oh. not... There will be not tr one true, like I could be like, okay, there is not one true, okay, so one branch of Islam is what? Shia, 12 -er Shia Islam, not all 12 -er Shia Islam, Vilayat Faqih, Khomeinism, uh, 12 -er Shia Islam, okay? I could tell you, like, well, there's not even one true that, because I, I could tell you, not, not, there's not as, you can't find two, per two people in this group that agree with each other on everything. So there's not one true anything. There's not one true any belief system if you want if that's your standard. Okay, so uh, Abdullah, what were you saying about the Asifa Qureshi and and oh, the Asa? I was, what was, I was just saying? I was just saying that, yeah, and and Almin, like you said, he agreed with me that that the modern Islamic state, the modern Islamist movements, that the, you know the 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 idea of bringing Hadood law into a state level government like like universal application is not historically found among Muslims. This is a modern phenomenon, what Saudi is doing, what Pakistan is doing. It yes, was never implemented in that sense. That's that's all I was saying. But I agree with that. I agree but with I, that. I want to talk about what, what Almin was saying. Almin, when you say, like, I, I kind of get your point, but I don't totally get it. Are you, so when, when I thought, I thought when we we're discussing this, that the whole point mm -hmm. of this conversation was that I was bringing forth the argument that Salafi Islam is not more correct than Ismailism or Ahmadiyya Islam. All of them are in different ways, you know, a human effort of interpretation and um, interaction with the text. Are you? Do you disagree with that, or do you agree with that? All of them are if, but, okay. Dep depends on what you mean by correct. If by correct it means one of them is more is more Islam than the other one, no, I disagree. No, they're all Islam. They're all is, is one of them more correct? Because when we say one true, no, no, Islam, see, no, no, no. See, I was trying to separate what the definitions of correct, but then you merge it together. So, again. so I'm saying if by correct, if by correct you mean one of them is Islam and the other one isn't, I disagree with that. They're both Islam, okay? But if by correct you mean one of them is closer to a literal interpretations of the Quran, then I agree. One of them is Why more is correct. Why is literal than more correct in this case? Now, now for example, I, I didn't say I didn't say literal. I didn't say literal means more correct. I said if by correct you mean closer to. So, so that's why I said if. So, by, but if if by correct you mean one of them is Islam and one of them isn't, no, they're both. No, correct. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying literal correct. means more correct. So, I do. I think literal. Of course, why wouldn't? Okay, literal... so if by literal you mean more correct, then yes, one of them is more correct. No, no but, I, uh, but I, let's <laughs> uh, let's ask that question. But why is okay. it? You know, when you're saying why is literal more correct? I mean, anytime you read anything by anyone, right? The whole point of writing anything is to whatever you write down should mean something like you know the reader should be able to understand what you mean by the words that you're using now the thing is like i, I wrote a book right armin wrote a book um that if there was something in it like people aren't gonna i'm not gonna tell them okay well you know this doesn't really literally mean this what I actually meant was this and i can interpret it any way you want to you know, like it's a bunch of Rorschach tests where you can just look at it and get whatever interpretation you want out of it. <laughs> I mean, it's not that, that's not what what it's supposed to be. If you read, if you read um, the Robinson Crusoe, if you read like any book, right? Some of them are more sort of abstract than others, but you read and you get out of them uh, what the book says. A literal, we apply that to everything else. Applies it to everything else. The only time we try to move away from literal stuff is if something is really outdated, it doesn't sit well with our own inherent sense of right and wrong, our morality, 
and we have to find a way to make it make it fit like the US constitution that's the other thing that they talk about literal oh the second amendment does it what does it mean can you have a gun can you have nuclear arms can you like what does it mean right to bear arms can we carry around nukes you know there's all these they try to interpret it in in the context of the modern time because they can't change it i mean they can change it but they they don't want to because it's like the bible for them right? that's the way muslims read the quran there's nothing else nothing else out there apart from these kinds of documents that people find just sacred and unchangeable um, that people say, well, you know, that yeah, you got to look at something else. You, you can't just look at the literal meaning of it. Yes, there is allegory. There's, you know, a metaphor. There are things like that. They're fairly obvious when it comes to poetry and, and other things like that. And yes, you'll argue that the Quran is poetry, but there are things in the Quran that are not just poetry. It says literally um, what it means to say. Like, you know, you were talking about Surah 5 verse 38 when it says chop off the hand of the thief. That literally means chop off the hand of the thief. I mean, you can interpret it by saying, you know, well, restrict their hands because you're not comfortable with the idea of chopping off people's hands in the 21st century. But we all know that, you know, that that's not the case. If I'm held to account for every word I write in my book, and if I don't, if I if I try to explain it away, they will cancel me on Twitter. And if Allah was a, here and he was on Twitter and he tried to explain the Quran the same way, like it, he, it would be a disaster. Am I a better writer than him? Why am I held to more to account for my book than he is for his? So I don't, I don't totally disagree. Um, sorry, one second. Mm -hmm. I, I don't totally with disagree with what you're saying, but I do disagree in some in some way. Like I, I do, I do agree that when it says chop off the hands, it means chop off the hands, mm -hmm. not like restrict them and give them flowers. When it says don't drink alcohol, you know, I'm taking the apparent meaning that don't drink alcohol, not uh, that's actually you know, more vague. Do not, but but anyway, so so I'm not trying to say that we like we should make it all flowery, flowery and whatever. But I'm saying, even the process of saying that this, I'm saying the context. I'm saying to apply these rules. If you just like who who said that whatever the Quran said needs to be applied the same way in today's world necessarily? Different That's topic, a human. Though. Okay, so but but let's go back to let me Almin. Let me ask you this because you were we were going on about this. No, but, uh, but I the just want to ask. I, okay. I, I just want to answer. Don't forget what you're going to ask. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to address that one thing before okay, we go sure. on to Armin. Is that why shouldn't we take? Why shouldn't the literal interpretation of something? Uh, be the best one when we have the words out there and they're relatively clear. But it doesn't say for all time that this needs to be done this way. It does not literally say that in the Quran. That's the Hadith. Now you take you have to take the Hadith corpus and add that as well. And then you have to interpret no that. that says that because it's it's implicit. It's implicit. It's, I, I wrote these words. These words mean what they say. It's a way of communication. Why do you write words? You words so that people can read it and they can communicate. The mm -hmm. first revelation is Ikra. It means to read, right? It's It's telling... So you're supposed to read it and you're supposed to understand well, I, the words. I think I think the making of the religion is a lot more than what Muhammad put in the Quran because Muhammad didn't even compile it into a book before he died. I think the scholar the 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 the, the companions and then the scholars for the last thousand years have codified this religion and made it into something that it's um it's you know made it into something bigger than it was when when Muhammad was yeah, alive. Like he didn't even leave directions on who was going to be the next leader, like that much of a like disaster when he died. And there was a huge, you know, waves of apostasy and all that, because it's not clear what but, is but, the Islamic form. What is it? What, like, according to I, Muslims, I like they made it bigger. They just branched out to different. OK, 
you have the root of the tree and it branches out to so many different ways and the tree becomes bigger and it grows, but the root is the same. Okay. Mm -hmm. The, the, the root is, you know, all these branches are coming. Yeah. What the, the fact that the branch is growing in the dif different mm -hmm. direction is not the, the definition of Islam and what we're saying when we meet talking about Islam is referring to the trunk of the tree. We're not, yeah. the, you know, I understand that it's going into, you know, and that's, that when I point to that to the root to the to the source of everything, I'm pointing to one thing. Okay, I'm not I'm not I am acknowledge that it has branched to so many different shapes and forms, but that's not what I'm pointing at when I say Islam. I'm pointing to the to the what they have in common. I'm not pointing to all their differences. So, so even though I, I even though I agree with Ali that yes, the literal interpretation is the, the most correct version but even if that wasn't true even if the quran was written in a way that it was all vague and you could get so many different interpretations out of it and they were all equally possible which is not right now not the case some interpretations are way more li like likely to get out of than the other ones but even if they were all equally the same if the quran was all of it was vague it will still not negate what i'm saying their definition would, based on the definition I have, there would be one true Islam. Okay, one so, true Islam. So yeah, okay, so uh, I'm seeing a lot of comments about zakat. Let's just talk about zakat for one second. Now, what was the question you were going to ask me? Do you remember? Okay, what I wanted to ask you um, was, okay, so the way I saw this conversation, I'm a little bit confused. Is the reason why I brought this up is because. I've heard this before that there's one true Islam and the one true Islam is ISIS or Salafism or no, that's like, not what I'm saying. Okay, but that's what some so when I came into this conversation, I, I wanted to to make it clear that I don't think that ISIS is inherently more Islamic than say Ahmadis. Now I know it sounds weird to say that, but I think both of them are, are using a human effort of interpretation and in both cases the, the 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 one thing i disagree with muslims on is most muslims other than isis will say isis is not islam at all it has nothing to do with islam and that's where no, that's, i, I kind of disagree that's not with what them. i'm that's okay what i would say is that um like ISIS's interpretation of Islam is closer to a literal interpretation of the Quran okay. than that's what I would say. But, but it's more it's, say, it's not though. It's not it's not just because hold, what hold the, on, let the, me finish one yeah. thought before you respond. But uh, what I would not say, I would not say that ISIS is Islam and Baha and like and like who else? Give me somebody else. Um Ismailis. Uh, Ismailis are not Islam. Alevis, I would yeah. not say, I would not say that. Okay. But would you say Ismailis are less Islamic than ISIS? No. no okay, I, so would, we don't actually say, disagree then. No, but you, no, I disagree on the, the word you use, the word Islam. Okay? Because I've had this experience with people with God. Like with, so you're saying like, I, have, I had this frustration with the whole discussion around the existence of God for, for more than a decade. Okay? So I'm familiar with people trying to change definitions of things and how how unhelpful it is right so you start you're trying to say like you're trying to say okay there's no evidence for god we shouldn't believe in god because there's no evidence for it and people are like 
well, there's different ways to look at God, and people could mean by God, they could mean love, by God, they could mean energy, by God, they could mean mathematics, Turtles. by God, they could mean nature, just the forces of nature. Like, okay, all of those things that you just listed exist, okay? If that's what you mean by God, then God is real, okay? But we have different words, we already have words for those things, okay? When I say there's no evidence for God, I'm talking about the conscious creator of the universe. And if you try to come up with different definitions for God, you can do that and your God exists, but you're not being helpful. You're just confusing the conversation. You know, like, and, and you know who, who else had experience with confusing the conversation? Like, oh, people, we could move to the direction that God means something else slowly. God, well, you're not helping, okay? Because we still have people that believe in the conscious creator of the universe. We have this God word to refer to that so we could we could actually agree that what we're all talking about and instead of actually debating whether or not there's an evidence for that your solution is like hey let's make god mean something else how is that helping that's not helping I, like people like for example einstein and stephen hawking had this experience they wanted to they use the word god for things that exist in nature they didn't believe in a conscious creator of the universe but they use the word god to be poetic and shit and that backfired on them. A lot of people tried to make it to like, oh, look, these people believe, these smart, extremely smart people believe in a conscious creator of the universe. So then this is that's the smartest thing to do. Like, no, they don't. And they they themselves had to back when they when they saw how much confusion that confusion that was creating, they had to be like spend many years clarifying that that's not what they actually believe in. So I, I disagree with Ali as well. It's like, oh, Islam is moving in the right, the definition is moving to something else. Well, right now it means this, okay? Right now it means this. And if it's moving in that direction, I'm going to try to stop it, okay? Because now we know what, like right now, generally we know uh, what we mean when we say Islam. If you try to make Islam mean something else, you're going to make our job harder because we're fighting Islam. And now I have to come up with a new name for what I'm actually fighting. And no one's going to know I'm, I'm fighting the belief in the Quran. Okay. Or belief in, and now I have to come up with a new name for it because you changed the name that it already has. Okay. So what, how is that helping? Okay. I, I got to uh, um, say one thing. So we're going to have to, we, I have one more thing to ask you about because we have, uh, uh, we're going to do uh, 20 minutes for patent questions. So we have about uh, eight minutes. I think, you know, when you were saying is ISIS more Islamic than, uh, um, Ismail or whatever, Ahmadi or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would, I, I don't think, you know, but I kind I sort of not totally completely agree with Armin about that Islam that all, all of it's the same. Um, again, I, I always like defining, I like it clear. That Islam they're all the same. The codified is the Quran codified, uh, codifies Islam inside it. And then there's Muslims and Muslims act, you know, they in accordance with whatever their interpretation is, but that's a completely okay. different thing. But I would, I would say one thing. I would say that whatever ISIS does, the vast majority of things that they do are consistent with Islam. They're consistent. Yeah, I agree Consist with you, Ali. I but, agree with you, that, Ali. So I, I wouldn't say that they're more Islamic or that is the one true Islam. I don't think it, it, anybody's, I don't think any of us has said that uh, ISIS is the one true Islam. But what we say that everything that ISIS does, right. and, and even, even that thing when they burned that guy alive, that's mm -hmm. a disputed, that's a disputed thing, but that punishment does exist in the Hadith. Right, mm -hmm. throwing when gays off rooftops. When they beheaded the Christians, that was not Islamic. Right. So what wasn't? When the ISIS people, remember, they took all the Christians on the beach and beheaded them. That was un-Islamic. They were Ahlul Kitab. You can't just behead Christians. You can't uh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, there's a, it, again when you go into the Hadith, because they go into all of the Hadiths. They take the, they take all of them. But anyway, 
so if you count the hadith, the the whole the whole body of hadith as as part of Islam, then it is right. It is consistent with it. So this is this is what the problem is. I but I don't think anybody says that's the one true Islam. Some and people do like, actually. Some people yeah. do, and actually, this is this is something that I think is wrong and we shouldn't say because i've i've had people tell me and which is why i wrote the article debunking the one true islam fallacy and the the article starts with with me showing a tweet where it literally says isis is the one true islam and all you guys moderate muslims are not true right. muslims so we're talking about different but, things but, but hold on yeah, the so here's the thing but i want to say one more thing armin hold on hold on, hold on. so now with the ismailism Okay, the reason that I think that that's also actually quite consistent with the Quran, right? Quite consistent with the Quran is because, you know, for instance, the Quran doesn't specify five days of prayer, five times of prayer a day. It doesn't say how you're supposed to pray. So for all you know, you can sit and, you know, the Ismaili form of prayer, which is very different from the Salah that, you know, mainstream Muslims do, completely different, is completely legitimate. You can sit and meditate for five minutes. That would be completely legitimate and consistent with the Quran because... The Quran doesn't specify a language or a how many times you should pray or anything. The way that you should fast, that you shouldn't have water all day. You know, there's so many things in the Quran about these practices that are not um, actually there. Oh, did Abdullah disappear? Oh. No, wait. he removed I'm, himself. I'm, He's I'm trying here. I was trying to share my screen. Wait, oh, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I do think that all of those things are different versions of Islam, right? But I, I and but I think that I think that they're consistent. But uh, me, I just don't deny me, that everything ISIS does is not consistent. Let me clarify for Abdullah what the what I think I understand what the what the confusion is. Okay, what we agree on and what we what what we agree on and what we disagree on. Okay, Abdullah, I agree that it's wrong to say that what ISIS believes in is in the one true Islam. Okay, if somebody says that ISIS is one true Islam, I disagree. If somebody says Twelver version of Shia Islam is the one true Islam. I disagree. If somebody says Ismaili Islam is the one true Islam, I disagree. But just because none of these is one true Islam, that doesn't mean there is no such thing as one true Islam. There is such a thing as one true Islam, but that one true thing is one category that encompasses all of them. There is one true, like, just because none of these covers what the whole definition umbrella of what is Islam, that doesn't mean that there is no border to what is Islamic and what's not Islamic. Do you know what I mean? Like that, just for example, just you know, just, just because there's multiple multiple subcategories in in your category, that doesn't mean there's no the, the category itself does not exist. Like some people keep referring to all the subcategories and how diverse the subcategories are, and use it as an excuse to say the borders of what is in and what is not out also doesn't exist. So they take it one step further to say as if like the lines are completely not there. So you understand what I'm trying yeah. to say? Like there's a box that you put all these things in and I agree that there's so many things in it and they're all somewhat different, but the box itself exists. And there's such, such a thing as inside the box and outside of the box. Mm -hmm. Can I just uh, address uh, some of the comments uh, I, I'm seeing yeah. comments saying uh, by Omar. We'll, we'll do that, Abdullah. We'll do okay. that. Did that, make, did that make sense? What I don't. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I don't think we disagree, though. Okay. Uh, we disagree on the way we use the word Islam. Okay. So I think that we've gone, everybody right now, we're kind of repeating ourselves a little right. bit. So let's do this. We've got, uh, uh, let's take three minutes. 
um, the remainder three minutes. Uh, 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 Samir, I want you to have the last word. So I have the yeah. last word, so your concluding thing. Okay. And then uh, we're going to go to patron questions for the okay. next 20 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So in, in conclusion, uh, I'm not sure how much we disagree or not disagree actually, but I don't think uh, we disagree on that much. I, I think I, I think there's I, no what my my concluding the month is there's no true Islam. There's no one true Islam, and that any sort of um, manifestation of Islam is always going to be a human interaction with the text. Some of them uh, through the scholars or the chain of scholarship, for example, Sufis, Hamza Yusuf and that, that crew, Salafis, for example, they skip out a lot of that. ISIS, they skip out even more of that and the even more sort of, you know, cut and paste um, application, you know, blind, let's say blind application of Hadith directly in today's world. Um, and I, I think all of these are different manifestations of Islam. There's there's no one true Islam. That's that's basically my thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's move on to um, uh, the uh, patron questions. Armin, Wait, I, uh, yeah, oh. right. I thought everybody gets the last word. No? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That wasn't the rule, but okay, let's do that. Let's go with it. I, okay, I wanted I just, to have the last, last oh, word. No, it's fine. Might, I, go ahead. I just wanted to say that Islam, if, if Islam could mean anything, then it means nothing at all. Okay. For it, for Islam to mean something, it has to have a definition, or else it would be a useless term that we might as well just throw it away. Okay, if it has a definition, it, it needs to define. For for some for a word to have a definition, it needs to define its borders. For something to meet to be outside of that definition and inside that the definition, you have to create a border for it. You have to create some barrier, like lines drawn that what's considered Islam and what's not Islam. If you don't have those lines, then you don't have a definition. If you have a definition and you have those lines, then there are such things that are Islam and there are things that are not Islam. And once you create a category, that category becomes a one true Islam. That category could have different subcategories, but you still now have things that are Islam and things that are not Islam. And now that you have a definition, that definition is the one true Islam. So just because you have subcategories of something, that doesn't mean you don't have such a thing that is the one true Islam. But why are you calling it one true Islam? Why don't you say there's multiple Islams? Like, it sounds like because you're agreeing with me, but you're just calling it one true Islam. It includes everything. Because, and I'm saying there's well, multiple me, Islams. Well, no, it's one true Islam. Multiple just because, just because a category... <laughs> just because, hold on. Let me just answer him, Ali. Just because a one category has subcategories, that doesn't mean you have more than one category. You have one category that includes subcategories. It's very okay, simple. So is it just semantics have, then? Then why do you say yeah, one like, true Islam? Because one true Islam implies oh there's other <laughs> not true Islams. Yes, for example, for yeah. example, here. Christianity is not yeah, but Islam. Nobody says Christianity is Islam. <laughs> I, now yeah, now it's just getting abs absurd, right? No, yeah. People I'm don't say Judaism have... is Islam or like Scientology exactly. is so Islam. You have a definition. So wh what's the point of your definition then of one true Islam that includes Ahmadiyya and Ismaili and Shia and Sunni and everything? And the Balabi. whole point of definition is to to define what is inside and what is outside. Like, okay, is it so? Is it but it's not... not one Islam then? It's multiple Islams. I do think you understand that just, of Islam. That's do you it. understand that just because I didn't, the category I didn't hear said, has subcategories, do you agree that doesn't mean that you have just if my category of Islam has subcategories, yeah. that doesn't mean you have now two categories. You still okay. have one category. It's okay. very simple. 
So I'll tell you from a listener's perspective, this is now going in circles. You guys have all made your point. <laughs> okay, just to respond to people that say totally semantics. That's the point of this. And like, what? Yeah, why yeah, people yeah. say like, oh, it's totally semantics. So what, we shouldn't have this discussion. The whole point of this uh, discussion is about semantics. It's about definition. So yeah, yeah. When people well, say I, it's I just semantics, semantic, when people wrong. no, it is just semantics. But semantics matter. I, people say it's just semantics, as if definition. As if definitions don't matter. Okay. The okay. whole point okay. of this discussion is to figure out what the definition is. The whole point of this conversation is to figure out what the semantics are. So it is the semantics, and semantics are important because without having an agreement on what we're talking about, communication becomes impossible. And like, okay. how can we even disagree or agree on whether Islam is good or bad if we don't even if we're not even talking about the same things? Semantics okay. matter. Okay, now I get that everybody got their. But now that everybody's getting the last word, I'll tell you. Here's my last statement. You know what terrifies every Islamic scholar out there, every single one of them, except for the most fundamentalist one. The one thing that terrifies them is they just say, "Do not read the Quran literally." Please don't. They're terrified. They're like, oh, if you read the Quran literally, everything it's you're going to get it all wrong. Don't read it literally. Don't read the Word of God exactly as he wrote it. But here, look at my human book that I wrote and, and look at that interpretation and follow that because I can explain no, that. But the Quran itself says don't take it all literally too, right? It actually no, says that. Just tell people to stop believing in bullshit. It says, no, talking? the Quran says there's verses, three, that, are, verse there's verses that are allegorical. I know, I know. Yeah. Surah, verse three, seven, yeah. Surah 3, verse 7 you're talking about. Yeah. And even that has multiple interpretations, right? So it's saying that you know, God is very, very clear in everything that he wants to say. Yeah, and there yeah are some of them just like whitewash Islam. Then it, white it says, you guys are whitewashing as well. I'm <laughs> not gonna let you do that. I'm not going to let you guys whitewash as well. Armin, hold on, hold on. So, and it says that some of these verses are allegorical, and it is the fools who don't know who actually take the, the well, I'm paraphrasing now, who take the allegorical and they run with it when you know the word is clear. So, there's different interpretations of that too. And we have discussed that on this podcast, that specific verse, and we discuss it with the two uh doctors, the Nasser so, brothers. So I think I agree, in a way, agree with Armin that Islam is an umbrella term and it has boundaries. It's not one anything umbrella. at all. Right. I just don't use one. the word one Islam. I say this multiple, but okay. whatever. Okay, fine. We agree. And there's only <laughs> one true umbrella. We're, okay, there's what we, it's one true umbrella. <laughs> it's like one true God. Okay, guys, listen. Listen, we're done. We're, we're good with this. Okay, just, yeah, okay, okay. We're good. Right. Okay, now let's move on to patient questions. There was another topic on this that we put in the description that was about what is the definition of a Muslim. I actually find that a lot more interesting because I want to know whether it's someone who believes in Islam or whether Wait, it's like Earth identity. But uh, we're not going to talk about that now. We're going to do that next time. Let's just start. Oh, what's with the, the question? What's a, what's a Muslim? Yeah, what's the definition of a Muslim? Do not start yes. on that. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, only, I'm not going to start. I'm just going to say I'm going to agree with you that that's a comp a lot of people think that that's the same topic as today. That's a completely different discussion. Completely different it's a much more completely different discussion because there's yes. a lot more variation there. So let's have another episode on Muslim. We'll do. And uh, Abdullah, would you want to do that episode? Would you want to come back? Yes, I, I'm not sure what the big difference is okay so not abdullah then somebody that, <laughs> somebody that no, can no, see no. the difference I'm confused <laughs> like what why is that a big episode i don't get it it's a That's very a completely big episode. different because we're going to talk about is muslim is the word muslim a muslim person is that either they defined by belief or they defined by birth identity because when Gallup culture. talks about two culture birth there's going to be like uh 50 like okay. two billion muslims in the world they're not mm. talking about 
belief. They're talking about people born in Muslim families. So what does the word Muslim really mean today? Ali is just trying to sell his book why atheist Muslim is not a contradiction. That's why he's that's why he's doing this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes, I, I, so atheist Islam is under the Islams. It's under your umbrella army. Okay. Uh, let's, you know, you can interpret your way into whatever you want. So let's do these questions. So uh, do you have control, Armin? Uh, uh, so you're going to have to... Oh, kind of... No, I don't. Oh, wait. I have to go... Oh, shit. I can't, I can't bring the questions on the screen. Only you can. Well, so I have to so go all the way, all way to the, the, top? the top. All the way to the top. Ooh, all right, guys. Should I only read the ones that have tagged? Okay. I'll read the Mars one. So when you find it, find it. 10, 12 yep. p.m. Mars. Oh, yeah, great. 10, 12. Okay, there we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Give me the number like that. I could. All right. So uh, Mars is asking Does the notion of a true Islam negate what we consider orthodox today? For example, the Hajj was a pagan ritual absorbed into it, like Christmas into Christianity. Well, the Hajj is definitely part of Islam. And so that's already part of Islam. If I think a better example would be something like a much better example would be Molid. Because that was not originally part of Islam, and it became for Sufis. Mold, by Molid, I mean the celebration of the birthday of the Prophet, right? So maybe that's a better yeah. example. Yeah, I'm more I'm more flexible than you, Abdullah, because I believe somebody that doesn't believe in Hajj is still Muslim. If they believe in the Quran and God and Muhammad is Prophet, I I that still because Hajj is right in the Quran. But yeah, I guess it's somehow. Well, popular. I include people that believe in the Quran as a direct word of God, but have never read the Quran. So even though Hajj is directly in the Quran, my definition of the belief of Islam is a belief system that includes people that don't believe in Hajj because they haven't read the Quran. See, mm -hmm. I'm even more, I, my umbrella is even bigger than your umbrella. So I'm even more. <laughs> oh yeah, well, my umbrella is bigger than all of you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Armin is Persian. I'm Indian. I... Okay, no. Uh, yeah, you that okay, listen. 10.16 p.m. Aaron Jones. Uh, 10, it's 16. a comment, but it's a really interesting one. So right. she's saying that Christians don't really argue like this as long as a denomination accepts Jesus. The rest is up to interpretation. So this is actually um, is something that uh, Tom Holland, remember Tom Holland from Shadow of the Sword, the author? So he was he was telling me about this some time ago. We wrote that book, Dominion, recently that came out, where he said that uh, Christianity in this way is more open to interpretation that way. I don't really know whether it evolved to be that way, right? After all of those, after the Dark Ages and, and the Reformation, the Enlightenment, or whether it was always like this. Uh, but uh, either way, I mean, there's good signs for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's this idea that Christianity, the, as long as you believe in Jesus, right, that is your goal. If you believe in Jesus, you're a Christian. Yeah. And then after there's that, also, whatever you do with yeah, exactly. it, it's not there's house. also one true Christianity. There's many different subcategories of Christianity, but the one true defini definition of Christianity is believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Everything yeah, but else is, is. But that's actually the thing. There aren't three variables. There isn't like the belief in the Bible is not part of. It's just accepting yeah. Jesus as yeah, your exactly. Savior. That's why, that's why Bible. That's why I didn't include believing in the Bible as in the definition. Yeah. It's so that's but. So as far as much as we talk about the Bible and the Quran together and everything, this is actually true. Is that you know if you that the Bible really is secondary to to right. believing Jesus as you know the thing. So yeah. that's an interesting. The Quran is, is the Quran is part of the definition of Islam for me at least. Uh, I think that's the most useful definition. But the Bible is not part of the definition I use for Christianity. Right. So um, okay, then at uh, ten twenty one p.m. from Mike. 
2021. Okay. Kulik. No, no, the other one. I went after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we already talked about that one. So Christians do. So so he's uh, countering that, Mike. He's saying Christians do argue. For example, um, Jehovah's Witnesses say that they're the only true shit, and everyone else will die in Armageddon. And that's true. There is sectarian argument. We clearly know that uh, from Catholics and the Protestants and the, well, the Reformation, Ireland, everything. You know, you know. So they they do argue. Um, so okay, let's go to a question. Which wait, what? Give me a time. Timestamp. I'm, I'm, I'm going through. I'm going through right now. Now, right now. Listen, when I'm going through the questions, you're supposed to do the. the it ain't. You're supposed right. to. You guys are supposed to shoot the shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know, sure. Abdullah, do, do you realize why I'm uh, very triggered by this whole um, not having one true Islam? Is because if you don't, if I feel like the diversity within Islam is giving an excuse for people to throw away the entire definition right so for example if you like it's kind of like saying hey look i don't i can't tell where the red starts where the red stops and the purple begins so there is no such thing as red you know what i mean so i just this is what i'm because people use like oh look eh, isis believes in one thing ismailis believe in one thing salafis believe in one thing i don't know 12 or she is believing in one thing um so who knows what's Islam? Everything is Islam. We go, well, everybody, my, your Islam is my, like everybody, anything could be Islam, okay? So you know when you said it's absurd, like of course that's not Islam, but that's where we're moving to, right? The reason is that people are trying to remove the, like you point to the diversity to remove the definition completely. And by removing the definition completely, they're trying to make it difficult for you to even criticize Islam because you don't even have a target anymore. Well, so that's why... You can specify, you can say, you can say this specific branch of Islam has these issues. I, I don't no, think all, the problem is that all of Islam has an issue. Okay, here's what I have a problem the belief in the Quran is a problem. And you're trying to, I refer to that as Islam. And you're trying, you guys are trying to take that word away from me. And I, you, you guys, like what you're trying to do is like making me explain like i have to use a sentence to um rather than a word to define my activism yeah but it, it's so different like i don't even talk to quranists because i don't understand where they're coming from. Like, I've, I've had once or twice quranists come and try to talk to me and i'm like i don't really get what you i'm believe. not talking about the quranists the quranists what the, what the quranists and all the vast majority of muslims are not quranists right yeah obviously what yeah. the quranists share with the non-quranists the vast majority of non-quranists is my definition of islam you know what i mean so the quran is what unites them all i the don't quran know guys, guys, we were just, you guys are just supposed to yeah shoot good, okay so 10 42 p.m omema uh, uh is 10, asking or, hold on. Let, let, yeah, let me uh, and I'll start reading the question. Isn't Sharia law inherently political, a legal system designed to govern a specific group of people? Um, so that's one question. There's another one related to it, uh, just two lower by Yasin Al-Fatah. He's asking, uh, why would an apolitical system, uh, why would an apolitical system say that whoever rules by anything other than what Allah revealed is a disbeliever? So, so related questions. Wait, Abdullah, can you reduce the vo your volume because oh, we're yeah. getting a little echo? My headphones back on. Yep. yep. Sorry. Okay. We're still, we're still getting it. How is it now? Is it good now? Oh, it's great. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Still echo. Still echo? Yeah, Ali, I think. It, is it you? No, it's not me. Yeah. I, had I, don't, I don't hear it. I don't hear you the have echo. headphones, Ali? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. At one point, there was uh, echo. The yeah, in the in the stream. Um, can I answer this question? Yeah, do. yeah, it's for you all. It's for all of them. So, so isn't Sharia law inherently political? I mean, Muslims, when they talk about Sharia, sometimes they do include like, you know, praying and fasting and stuff like that. But yeah, I, and that's why I, I did bring up that whole thing about how Sharia law today that, that, you know, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia and these countries are implementing. It's a very modern new thing where they're taking something that was implemented by local judges and it's, it's, it's merged with this nation state idea of, um, and this isn't really what Muslims did for the last thousand years. This is a very modern, new kind of innovation, you can say, right? That, that's, a, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, the second part of, uh, well... Um, yeah, yeah, the, yes, the second part of the question. Can you read the, the second part of the question? I want, oh, yeah, so why would an apolitical system say that whoever rules by anything other exactly. than revealed is a disbeliever? That's a good point, actually. Um, my My response to that would be that there's again i would say you can take this literally but you have to look at the context because the quran itself doesn't talk about how to rule like the whether there's a caliphate whether there's a democracy how do you pick the ruler none of that is really defined in the quran right but it, you have to look at the hadith as well and then how the hadith is interpreted that whole process right the sharia law and and going back to the whole siyasa versus you know Fiqh, the the fiqh and the fatwas that that came across from the from the ulama were not legally binding right unless you went to a qadi which was um a state enforced judge that would you know divorce you from your wife or whatever there there's there's different levels right and so so in in history what we see with with muslims is there was this and and I, that article i i shared earlier is really great i think i'm just going to share it again it kind of goes into the, a little bit of nuance here that like how there's different levels of governance and there's the state level and the, the local level. But in regards to this specific question, I I don't know. You guys mm -hmm. want to talk about it? Like, I, no, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think I think you address it. I want to move on to there's another question um, uh, at, at 10.53 p.m. from Matt Rose. Um, he's saying, uh, could the Quranist sect, the <laughs> Quranist text, be the one true Islam? Okay, because you could make an argument that the ahadith are taken out uh, by each sect's favorite ahadith. It's very difficult to make that case. I, I think the problem with Quranism is it's just so... It's First of all, it's not like nobody's Quranist, basically. Like almost nobody is Quranist. And there's a reason for that, right? Yeah. And it's it's very wishy-washy. Like it's how do you without some sort of context around the Quran from the Hadith or the Sirah, whether it's Shia Hadith or Sunni Hadith, it's just very it's very strange. Like what what is the Quran even saying? Because have, the have changed and yeah. it becomes a kind of self-help manual, like Ali you said. I don't know. Not like, even that. like four out of five pillars in Islam comes from the Hadith. Yeah. Four out of five comes from a hadith. You left with like what? La ilaha illallah shahadat. You have nothing else left. I how disagree. Are gonna, how are you gonna do the salat? How are you gonna do the hajj? What's the zakat? All of it. All of it is. I, I, I disagree. If it it's a whole idea. If it's not mentioned, then it's not in the Quran. Then look, you gotta really, really zoom out. 
So the Quran becomes very, very broad. Okay, a lot of it becomes actually nonsensical. So you can pretty much ignore that. Say, oh, I will only understand that when when God explains it to me. And the Quran again itself says it's six points and a hadith. I, I was a Quranist for a little while, right? And because the the Quran itself says at six points that this is a fully detailed book and you don't need anything outside of outside of it, which sort of implies that it's rejecting the hadith. The Quranists actually say that this means that you don't really need the hadith. Now but the Quran also has verses oh, that oh, hold on. Yeah. So the thing is, who, what are the hadith? The hadith for the Sunni mainstream is the stuff that was collected by Bukhari and Muslim and you know those those volumes. What is it for the Shia Twelvers? Is uh, what the imams said about them, right? About Coffee. the imams. Yeah, they got them. So the sources of ahadith are different. That's why they pray differently. That's why they fast differently. They do everything differently. Uh, hold on to the cable of Allah. That verse, right? That just means for for one sect, it means faith. For the Ismailis, for instance, it means the imam, right? It means like hold on to the chain of the imams. So uh, the the, the I was going to say the beautiful thing because that's how I used to think. Um, but the great thing about the Quranism is exactly what you're saying. It's exactly yeah. what you're saying. That if you, it just says to pray, pray, suns rise and sunset, and then you can decide whatever the hell you want to do with it. You, it doesn't say anything specifics about pilgrimage. You can decide whatever the hell you want to do with it. You don't need anything else. It leaves a lot more up to you. That's why Quranists like it. This is I consider Quranists as a fringe part of Islam. So I consider Quranists as Muslims. Okay. Uh, and if you have a Quranist worldview, your worldview is part of Islam. Uh, but it's also, so I, I include my, again, my umbrella is very big, but it's very bizarre to me. Like what, what that Islam is will be unrecognizable by the vast majority of Muslims today. Like they would have no idea what they're looking at if that was Islam. Like they would. By your argument, that's irrelevant. As long as it's the yeah, yeah. Quran. Again, that's why I'm ignoring all of them and say, you know, this is Islam because my definition in includes them. So, but I, I'm also pointing out that most Muslims do not recognize that as Islam. They okay. couldn't, they, it, they would, even if they look at it, they wouldn't even know what they're looking at. Abdullah, you have anything? I personally think if if Muhammad was alive today, what he, what he sees of Islam, he would not recognize today, because so much has changed. Sorry. If he was even real. Well, I, I do think there's evidence. Muhammad is real. I, I do think there's evidence. But I don't real. want to get to that. Can we go, can we go to the next question? Yeah, the next yeah. question right yeah. under that from yeah. Omema um, is, uh, how do you believe in zakat, the most unproblematic part of Islam, and not see it as political? Oh, that is very problematic. Extremely problematic part of Islam. I agree with Omema there. I think it's relatively unproblematic. Oh my I understand God, you the classist argument and all that, but it is relatively it is I, compared to everything else zakat, the most problematic part of Islam. but go on um zaza aslan says that zakat was actually very progressive and it actually brought you know a sort of this this charity taxes holding tax is actually something good for the islamic community um i i won't go into whether it's good or bad i know it's very easy to work around and i know many muslim countries have it as part of the laws there that you have to pay zakat but what happens is people will take the money out of the account and put it back in there the next day so the balance goes below the nisab because if you you have to have at least a nisab which is let's say two thousand dollars or whatever the nisab is the minimum mm -hmm. amount so they have these little tricks they play with they have workarounds and everything they have workarounds for everything right um what do you think of the question though yeah so the question is a great question because it, it implies again that zakat is something that is political, which, but many Muslims see zakat as a personal sort of donation 
that they make, right? It's not even political for them anymore. Yes, in Muslim countries, it may be the law or the banking system may have it as part of the banks that you have to pay zakat or something. I don't, I don't even know how that works. But for me as a Muslim for 15 years, zakat mm -hmm. was something that if I did, didn't do, I'd be punished by Allah if I had the minimum nisab and I held it for one year and whatever all the conditions were met. But it's to me, it was a private, it was a private charity, and, and of course, you're supposed to give even more than two point five percent. But again, it, again, it's all about interpretation, right? Yeah, but Erin is saying, and so she's Wait, saying that the God is, the, yeah, sorry, Zakat, it's two comments below that. Erin is saying that uh, that Zakat is a tax, so it's not just a charity; it's also a tax. So how is a tax not political? Is the question. That's what Amama and if it's implemented as a tax, a holding tax, then yes, you could say it, it would be a political thing, just like chopping off the hands. Or, but to many Muslims, uh, I know I'm going to get Amin mad at me for saying this. Zakat is a private; it's a donation. You make it. If you don't oh. make it, Allah will be angry at you. If you make it, then you're doing a good deed, just like giving a charity or just like. You don't understand my problems with this. I, I, I completely I, I completely acknowledge the other interpretations that people have. Uh, I'm not saying they're more right. In fact, they're less literal and all that. But I acknowledge their existence. I always acknowledge their existence. Yeah. But my problem with Zakat is actually... Okay, so here's the thing. In fact, my problem is with Zakat is the, is the one or the one, the interpretations that are good. Why okay, is that a problem? Okay, so the interpretations that are bad, for example, in Iran, zakat and khums zakat is actually a huge problem. You take the people's money and it's, you hold it for imams and for the Mahdi, and it's actually a political tool for people to actually uh, hoard a lot of money and invest it, and they become like their own mutual funds and hedge funds. Oh, and interesting. So that, okay. uh, but that's actually better to for me than the than the one that you said, that the ones that is actually good and it's actually taking care of the poor. That's the problematic part, okay? <laughs> but what if it is good? What if, what if what if it actually benefits society? The better it is, the better it is, the bigger a problem it is. No, but but okay? just because it's religion, I, 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 it's bad. Like why? Why? Why is it worse? Well, the better it is. Actually, here's a more innocent part of Islam that is even bigger bigger part problem. Okay, so like the zakat, you can have good interpretations and bad interpretations, but here's a part of Islam that I can't think of a bad interpretation. Islam and Muhammad has been very obsessed with taking care of orphans. Okay, very obsessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is something that Muhammad didn't change his views on. Meccan, Medina consistently take care of the orphans. One of the purest parts of Islam that you can't come up with a very bad interpretation of it. <laughs> this is one of the most problematic parts of Islam. Okay, why? And the reason because it's the sugar coating for swallowing the poison pill, right? It's the oh, sugar the overall point. Yeah, it is the sugar coating for making you swallow. This is the PR front of a very problematic belief system. The PR front, the, the thing that hides all the shit that comes behind it. Right? I mean, the example the example I give is like imagine how much of a bigger of a problem Nazism would have been, okay, if Hitler had some sense to know that for PR. For example, imagine Hitler went out went out and had pictures of him taking like food and going out to orphans and feeding orphans, right? And you had so many pictures of that, and you had documentaries of that. I'm so glad that Hitler never did that. I'm so glad because, a lot, like, imagine he did all the horrible things he did. Like, he gassed Jews and gypsies and homosexuals and all the handicapped people and he killed a whole bunch of other people. But on top of all the genocide and the crimes that he committed, he also went out and, hey, like, hey, look, take care of orphans and feed them. Let's take some picture, PR stuff. I, that, 
I'm so glad that he didn't do that because that would be a sugar coating for a genocidal worldview. Okay. So, so we got the point, but is there anything? So I get that whole idea about the sugar coating, right. but Zakat inherently just on its own. Do you think that's a bad thing? It's a problematic thing. Yeah, it's a bad thing because it's it makes because it's also and by itself it's also a bad thing because it makes it um, religion as a whole has done a very good job to make it seem like it's the source of morality, it's the source of charity, um, and it's so just the act, it, Armin. That that I get. That's also part of the. It's, no, it uh, doesn't, the anything because we have seen time and time and again that with or without religion people are the same you know charitable the same charity, everybody gives charity yeah so we get charity. Uh, so it's not doing okay. anything okay let's go let's go to sorry abdullah you have to say something really quick uh, it's not, i was just saying it's not like doing anything other than taking credit for for people's charity for a horrible no, no, we, we got that armin yeah abdullah i was just saying it, it I, I'm sorry i didn't mean that in a rude way i actually think that's a good point but we got it it's, um, I think it depends on how you look at religion in general. And if you look at religion as this evil virus that's, you know, corrupt and, you know, yes, then you would see it that way. Some other people, for example, Jonathan Haidt sees religion as not not a mind virus, but something that was uh, beneficial to humanity in the past. Maybe it's not beneficial anymore, but it, it actually you know complemented human societies and made them more generous and especially inside your group right inside your super tribe your religious tribe people are more generous people are more honest you know and he mentions among jews right like it there's more honesty and trust and you know so so if you look at if you look at religion from that perspective then maybe it's not a bad thing it but i mean if you look at religion as it's all bad and this is just a sugar coating yeah from that perspective i i see where you're coming from if an ideology was 100% evil, it wouldn't survive two years. Course. No, but it right? would because that's that's how that's what jihad and apostasy law and all, yeah. all of that, I think, is a bigger part of why Islam grew. Not because of the nice things in Islam. I think it's no, because no. of the, of it the has state. To have some nice things. No, but that's it why has... it survives today. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Sure. Until, has... until, I think what he's it's saying is what? It's yeah. like what Hamas does, right? Like when Hamas, yeah, they, sure. they win elections by because they provide a great hospital system, I provide wish, amazing social services. I wish Islam was one hundred percent evil because it <laughs> wouldn't have had, because it wouldn't have lasted this long. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I see. I see that point. I, I completely disagree with Jonathan Haidt. I, I like Jonathan Haidt, but I think he's vastly overrated. I don't know. He's a big rock star right now. That's only because Hitchens is dead. Um, so ten fifty five. Um, Matt Rose is saying. Uh, could the one true Islam have died off when the Prophet Muhammad died? And this is something I heard Tariq Fatah say to me like 10 years ago. He's like, the Islam died the day Muhammad died. That's what he said. Good impression. He's like, you, yeah. you jihadi. That's what he said two years later to me. Well, I can technically, anyway. based on my definition of Islam, Islam wasn't even created until a couple of years after Muhammad's death. So but that's actually historically accurate. Yeah. So the true Islam didn't exist during Muhammad's time, based on my definition of Islam. What do you think, Abdullah? Do you think uh, it's possible? The one true Islam I, died? I think I think we've kind of discussed this to death, and I I don't see it as one true Islam. I see there's many. Well, Islam. But you didn't discuss the fact that Muhammad himself, do, during his life, there was no. No, such I, I don't. I agree with. I mean, I don't think there was even Islam until after Muhammad died. Well. I mean, there was something, but it's it's changed. It's continually changing and being, re 
it, it, religion is not just one thing and Islam is not just one thing. It's constantly evolving. Yeah. Okay. There many things are evolving, but they're still, still this. Just like, for example, science keeps changing, but there's such a thing as science. And yeah, there are things that are outside. I, I have a different view of this whole evolving religion, evolving. Like religion overall is a broader term in terms of the way people practice it, but right, yeah, that's right, a different right. discussion. But um, how many more questions of the love based on your time? One or it's, two? Yeah, go ahead. No problem. Okay, so let's do two more questions. This one's a good one for Aaron Jones, uh, 1101, Armin. Um, okay, so she's saying if there is a God that sent his message and made us all, would he not expect that we would interpret things differently and judge believers by their loyalty to their interpretation? If there is a God that sent his message. Depends on the God. Depends on how, because there's no inherent, like there, the characteristics that you have for a God, like a lot of people, like Aaron, when you refer to, wouldn't a God do something like this? Well, that's your understanding of a God based on how Christianity and Islam define God for you to be, supposed yeah. to be. But gods could be assholes if the, you know, like there's no, there, there's nothing inherent within the definition of a god that he has to be kind or even intelligent. You know, definition of a god is a conscious creator of the universe. It could be a sadistic god that is just like maybe at the end of the, you know, anyways. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I think I think Aaron, like one of the one of the problems is like when we get into this discussion of if there is a god and we ascribe some sort of reason to it. Then he would reason. have done this, and by that logic, reason, that reason is not enough. You have to assume yeah. reason and also mm, kindness and I, many no, other. I, yeah, I know. But that's what that's what I'm getting at. So you would not only ascribe that, but you'd also ascribe creativity beyond anything any of us have, intelligence beyond anything that any of us have, benevolence beyond anything evil. Yeah, all of those things would be it would be like a sort of um, if it, it would be all of those things. So if that happens then I don't think he'd really send that kind of message. I don't think he'd be sending books with messengers. I think he'd be kind of communicating more directly if he wanted to communicate. Show up. And then, yeah, he would show up. He would kind of uh, like maybe help us out with the cure for COVID or maybe if he doesn't think that that's a really important thing. He wouldn't even create COVID. What are you talking about? If the characteristics of what Christians and Muslims and Jews want from God, like you're like, wouldn't God do this? None of this, none of the world, the world wouldn't even be like this if, if yeah. God was... And I, I don't think he judged like the in terms of the interpretation. I think it'd be a lot clearer. So you can take that logic as far back as you want to. So this he uh, wouldn't even test us. He, here's what a kind of God would do. Like I'm gonna make infinite consciousness all around the world and get no test. There's no upper, like infinite happiness for all of you. Zero pain, zero hunger, happiness all around. Everywhere is kind. No disease. Like none of this would happen. Anyways, go on. But then we That's really what know I mean. what happiness is. That's what? The, okay, anyway, let's go on. Now we're getting a little too uh, um, in, into the weeds. Okay, fine. Okay, last question. Last question um, is uh, I had my eye on this. Where did it go? It's from Amema. Well, basically, what she was saying was about the hadith that she said that why are we kind of having this conversation without including uh, the hadith in it? Yeah, well, not that one. But yeah, because, this is a Quranist discussion, right? That was a question. Yeah, okay, 1106, 1106, Armin. Um, Omema is saying, why is this whole conversation coming from a Quranist perspective? The majority of Muslims do include hadith in their perspective, in their beliefs. Did I miss that part of the conversation? So uh, I, I think that, you know, we kind of talked about this very recently, that every every sect uh, has a different um, hadith source. They don't believe each other's hadith. So it's actually not something that all of them 
all Muslims have in common. In fact, that's one thing that actually is responsible for a lot of sectarianism is that they all have different sources of hadith. And hadith, they're, they're not considered to be, I know that Salafis consider them to be equivalent to the Quran in a lot of ways, but uh, they, for everybody else, they're not that way. They're not infallible. Yeah, I, I think the, I, I kind of want to answer this because I feel like maybe people might have misunderstood that I was coming from a Quranist perspective or I was trying to say we should only look at the Quran and not the Hadith. What I was trying to say was, was that the Hadith definitely to Sunni Muslims, I am sure, but give a lot of context to the, the meaning of the Quran and how to understand it and how to apply it. But even then, it's it's cherry picking, right? You're cherry picking the hadith that the scholar, I'm hearing myself again for some reason. Uh, the, 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 the scholars are, you know, the scholars are cherry picking the hadith that will be preserved. So even that, is a big thing people don't realize that it's not just cherry picking hadith even the hadith themselves are already cherry picked because they didn't preserve a lot of hadith right a lot of the hadith you know so shias will accuse sunnis of uh, like shias accuse bukhari of making hadith to favor abu bakr uthman right abu bakr omar and uthman and they say which yeah. totally did yeah, yeah, oh and, and yeah, they say that, and Aisha exactly, Aisha yeah. as well, right? And they say you know to put Ali's position down, but mm. without I'm I'm not saying we should take a Quranist perspective. No, because I'm I'm saying that the Hadith is part of it as well. I'm just the point I was trying to make was not that. The point I was trying to make was it's it's a very human process from from collecting the hadith from interpreting the hadith from from deciding whether and we didn't even talk about that i wanted to talk about that too jonathan brown mentions this in his hadith in his book um misquoting muhammad the whole process of like does hadith cancel quran you know to sunnis you know they got to the point where they said hadith and quran go together and the hadith can never contradict the quran so you you because the hadith is explaining the quran but then you had other people that said, no, 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 the Hadith can never abrogate the Quran. The Quran comes first. But but most Sunnis don't look at it like that. They see the Hadith as explaining the Quran. So the Hadith never contradicts the Quran, no matter what. Right. So this whole process of, you know, how to kind of reconcile these things, you know, the 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 fiqh or sunnah, the 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 sorry, the solo fiqh, I meant the, the, the process of how fiqh is derive the process of how islamic beliefs are made this whole thing is a human effort that's all i was saying i wasn't saying only look at the quran yeah um, um, but, but, but i, I just want to say because we focus on the quran because that's what unites them hadith divides them the quran unites all but, muslims including fringe groups like quran. But, but even let me just give one example that that totally different abasa what the wallah I always understood this story of Surah Abasa as Muhammad turned away from the blind man and he was annoyed and he frowned. Shias interpret this Quranic verse totally differently. And I was shocked about that. They say this Quran is talking about some one of the, the kuffar. He turned away from Muhammad and he frowned. Can you imagine that that same ayah is totally different? The, the two interpretations are completely opposite. Yeah, there's a lot of examples. Based like on that. the hadith. There's a lot yeah. of examples like that. There's a lot of examples like that. Yeah. And uh, Aaron Jones is saying, I never heard someone say the hadith could be fallible. 
the hadith very much so are known to be fallible, which is why you have Sahih and you have, you know, Hassan and you have Da'if. I've even, there's a lot of people now that even say Sahih hadith is fallible. Okay. So yeah. even, Sahih, even Sahih hadith, if he has only one chain of narration, then that's fallible. Um, and even the ones with multiple, now there's, okay, this is a new thing I've seen growing more and more. And this is because more Muslims are actually reading the hadith and they're having that what the fuck moment. And like, what the fuck, right? And I, they're trying to respond to that. And I've seen even more Islamic content creators coming up with saying like, okay, even if something has multiple chains of narration, if logic, if you have to first use the Quran, after even and after that, you use logic, and then you trust the hadith, right? Well, a good example so if, is the whole Aisha age thing. Aisha's age is in Bukhari, it's Sahih. Multiple times. Multiple yet, times. Yeah, you know, there's a way of getting out of her being no, nine. No, that's not one of the examples. That, that's not one of the examples because the way they get the 18 is like I've seen those conversations. Like, oh, people just removed the 10 from the 8. The fuck? No, like, no, no. I've seen that. Another thing is like that. A lot of the, another thing is that they calculate multiple. So they're ignoring the hadith that says like she's like, um, she was nine, right? Um, and ignoring that, and they're focusing on the ones that they have to add to subtract, even though you have multiple places that tells you the age exactly. So it, I've seen those. It's, they're all ridiculous. But th that's not even what they're like. That's not even what I'm referring to. Like they're referring, for example, I've seen. Sunni scholars coming out and say, like referring to the hadith where they stoned the monkey. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That's Sahih, that, isn't it? That's Sahih. Yeah, but that one, that one's not. That's a pop. That's a good example because that one is not really a hadith. Let, well, let's, let, let's it, it doesn't go back to Muhammad. Story. It doesn't go back to Muhammad. It goes back to the companions only. And right. yeah, that one is Bukhari. Yet that one's criticized because it's so stupid. But it's still Sahih. Right? Yeah, yeah, the story is people will find this entertaining. The story is that actually, do you want to tell the story? You're a better storyteller. Me, yeah, it's uh, basically that uh, one of the companions said at the at the stoning the monkeys, yeah, at the time of uh, pre Islamic uh, days of ignorance, um, there was a monkey who did zina. Two monkeys had, yeah, the two monkeys had sex with each other and they weren't married, yeah, right. And the other monkeys stoned the monkeys because they had adultery, right? Yeah, yeah. And I heard like Islamic preachers coming out, coming as very famous Islamic preachers and saying like, why, like, are you guys idiots? Animals don't marry each other. There's no such thing as adult zena in animals. Do you think like, do you really believe that monkeys will actually stone another monkey? Like the whole concept of marriage is between humans and blah, blah, blah. And they were, they were criticizing authentic Sahih Hadith. And like saying, this is one of the examples why you don't, you take logic before you accept Sahih. And it like, yeah. the only thing we accept is the Quran. I'm like, wow, like, honestly, this is new for me. This is this type of reaction to the Hadith. This is new. Is, yeah. is, it is new. It is new. This is new and it's happening. And when people say Islam can't be reformed, okay, now I'm going to open a big can of worms. It is being reformed right there. That's a good example. This is a perfect example of Islam being reformed, according to me. Well, yeah, okay. I didn't say Islam can't be reformed. I said Islam shouldn't be reformed. All right. So I, I That's think another that, that, I think it's but, dangerous to the Islam should die rather than reform. Um uh Aaron is uh saying um that she was told that the hadith were infallible, and I think that may have been because among Salafis, yeah, 
right? And I remember I, I grew up in Saudi Arabia and I saw that one of the big things that we were told is they believe that the Hadith are equivalent to the Quran. And I'm not even joking, equivalent in terms of- Who said that? Oh, yeah. So Salafis do. Yeah. So, so a lot of Saudis believe this. Now, Yasmin Muhammad, who was also- but they, but they say the, the, the Sahih Hadith, not all Hadith. They say the Sahib Hadith. The yeah, there's unique ones. Of the, they yeah. have different grades of authenticity. Bukhari and, and authentic, even among all the Sahih Hadiths, they're mostly referring to Bukhari and yeah. Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. And there's enough like batshit crazy stuff in there too. <laughs> I mean, sorry for lack of better terms. But in any case, um, that was fun. So that was good. We ended up, I think, uh, agreeing on more than we disagreed on. So. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm kind of not surprised because I, I feel like we've we've all interacted in this space for so long, and we've thought about these arguments. So I'm I'm glad. I'm I'm. I thought I thought there was more disagreement based on Almin freaking out in the other uh, video, but I, I think <laughs> we actually agree on almost everything. To be honest, like yeah. the, well, I know I knew that we I know I knew that we agree on the concepts, but the fact that we disagree on the semantics, I've, to me, is an important thing. Because I think changing definitions, because this is a trickery change uh, that I've been used with God. I have a lot of experience with people trying to like, instead of instead of having a discussions with me either on whether God is real or not, they're just trying to discuss, switch the definitions, like just pulling the carpet from beneath you. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you do that. This is what I mean when I'm talking about Islam. And I'm against Islam based on this definition of Islam. And you're not going to just distract me by all of a sudden talking about something else. So I just want to make sure that we keep the definitions where they are. And if you want to create a new thing, just name it something else. I'm keeping this definition because we built it like, like you know, it's kind of like you're having a flag and you're trying to unite everybody, an army under it, and you're just stealing my flag away. And I'm not going to steal, let you steal my flag. I'm raising, I'm raising an army using that flag. Such, an, such a nationalist, Armin. You are. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I have, uh, I've really enjoyed this three-way oral intercourse that we engaged in over the last uh, couple <laughs> hours. That was a lot of fun, and um, I hope uh, to love be to come back and let's talk about the Muslim thing. I enjoy this. This is a lot of fun. This was, yeah, this is fun. This was fat, like fast moving, and uh, yeah, it was great. I, the time just flew by. I know I said I wanted to go much earlier than that, but I didn't even realize the time was like boom, zooming. Yeah, yeah, have fun with you, that. You, know you should come you know here something? more often. Samir, you know something? I knew that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. So anyway, um, that's great, everybody. Uh, good luck. Yeah, uh, if thank you want you, to everybody know, in live chat. So watch out for two more episodes with Abdullah. One is going to be on what the definition of Muslim is, and the third one is going to be him giving us tips on how to how to do your own haircut <laughs> uh, when you're in quarantine or quarantine, as we say. We skip one of the A's in quarantine. Um, so and yeah, so thank you uh, all of you, uh, Susanna, um, Armin. Oh, Ar I'm reading off the chat, and Armin just commented. <laughs> okay, uh, Aaron, uh, Mars, Darko, Matt. Uh, Omeima, of course. Omeima. We should have Omeima back at some point. Yeah, Mars Chung, uh, Mike, um, and yeah, everybody else, uh, you know who you are. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Yeah, if you guys uh, want to so be part of the conversation live, and uh, Tony as well. Uh, if yeah. you guys want to be part of the conversation and ask questions to us and our guests while these live streams are going on, please become a, consider becoming a patron, especially because we lost a lot of our patrons because of this whole COVID stuff. So if you are not financially suffering or like you're not struggling, 
please consider joining uh, link is in the description and becoming a patron but do not support us financially again i don't even know why would you even think that if you're if you're struggling financially do not support us don't even think about it don't even dare try to support us financially you could support us in other way you could share the videos you could share a podcast support us that way but yeah. if you are not struggling financially please consider replacing some of the some of the patrons that we lost link is in the description yeah and send us all your zakat money <laughs> um all right yes. guys Thank you very much. Okay, Abdullah, stay on for just a second. Okay, Every, bye bye, everybody. We're going to see you bye. next time. By the way, remember, we're having our end of uh, month QA um, coming up soon at the end of the month. So we're going to do that and uh, you'll you'll get a notification. That will be public. Okay, and that's going to be right. public for everybody. So invite your friends too. If you know anybody's yeah. interested, that way, get yeah. them to North tune North. in. It'll be awesome. Yeah. You can ask us anything. You can get relationship anything. advice, whatever the hell you want. Islam. It could be about shows. Yeah, remember when I talked about how my. My uh, penis went numb when I was doing that Quran uh, reading thing, like that. So there's really good stories. Flag, flag. Bye. I'm going to end the scientific term. Bye, everybody. The secular jihadists have been made possible thanks to the Illuminati and the covert support of Israel and the CIA. That's what we have been told, but we haven't received our checks yet. If you like what we do, please support us. Share the podcast with your friends. Write and tweet us with topic and guest suggestions. Or head over to secularjihadist.com and give a dollar or more for exclusive access to live video. Have your questions read and answered on the air and more. Till next time, may the flying spaghetti monster be with you.